I feel like when God speaks to you, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to partner and walk with God. It's the Holy Spirit inviting you into some new journey that He's calling you into. And it's connected to you. It's connected to your DNA and your calling. Hey guys, it is Brooke and Adam back with another episode of The Unseen Story. And today we're doing a little something different. We are taking a look back at a story that we have shared before. We have, well, Adam rather, has worked um, to whittle down the story a bit um, from a two-part story to a 20-minute story because oftentimes when people ask us, what's your favorite story? If you could share just one story with someone, what would it be? And I think for you, Adam, it is this story undoubtedly. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. It's, it was the encouragement that I needed to start the Unseen Story was hearing Caleb. I wish more people would hear this, that their faith would be encouraged by Caleb's faith like mine was. Yeah. Yeah, it's really super powerful. So um, we wanted to, like I said, share this in a simple, easy, shareable format. That's one story that you can share with friends, family, um, anyone who may have a potential story that you would want to lead them to the unseen story and share a little bit about us and what it is that we do. We just thought we would um, wrap this one up with a nice little bow and make it super succinct. So if you have not heard Caleb's story yet, you are in for a treat. So without further ado, you're listening to Caleb's story, The Invitation. All right, my name is Caleb Byerly and since 2008, I've been uh, doing missions work, and the Lord has called me to different indigenous people and tribal areas, mostly in Southeast Asia and, and uh, Pacific Islands. But in 2013, I woke up from a dream one morning, and uh, I always carry this journal with me, and I, I write in my journal a lot. So when I woke up from my dream this this one morning, I uh, wrote it down, everything that I saw in the dream. And basically in the dream, I was standing on top of this mountain and I was looking out across the mountain and I saw a tribe of people and I had never seen them before. So I asked them, what tribe are you? What people are you? And they said, we are the Tinananan tribe. And I had never heard that word Tinananan before. I started kind of watching the tribe and what they were doing. And there was this one chief. He started coming up to the front and he was carrying this musical instrument. I was very interested in this instrument when I saw it because it was shaped like a circle. It had uh, 30 strings going all the way around the instrument and it was going from the outside to the to the middle of the instrument the bottom of the instrument was shaped like a bowl i'm actually an instrument maker that's my profession it's been my stu- my field of study and so in my dream it was almost like you put a pause in the dream and you can i zoomed in 
to this instrument. And I kind of suddenly got a full download of everything about this instrument, what dimensions the instrument was and what material it was made out of, um, even like how it was tuned and how it was played. And this tribal chief, he took the instrument and he put it on the table and he took two small sticks and he began to play this instrument. And as he played, like the whole tribe started to dance and they started to worship. And it was as if heaven and earth just kind of collided. After that, I, I woke up from the dream and I really believe that God speaks in dreams. He's spoken to me many times through dreams. And so I really value that. And so I took my uh, journal and immediately started writing everything that I saw in this dream. I uh, wrote that word, Thinananen, although I had a hard time spelling it out. And uh, I also drew pictures of what I saw. I drew the dimensions and the materials and all that kind of stuff, the information that I got. I feel like when God speaks to you, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to partner and walk with God. It's the Holy Spirit inviting you into some new journey that he's calling you into. And it's connected to you. It's connected to your DNA and your calling. So I really value that a lot. And I really uh, thought that um, this would be a really exciting thing to follow with the Lord. And I started seeing if this word Thinananun was, if there was any kind of tribe or uh, people group. But um, everywhere where I searched, I could not find that word Thinananun. I tried the different spellings. I tried different ways of saying it, different ways of spelling it, but just couldn't find anything there. So I kind of gave up on that, but I was still really interested in this instrument, even though I, I was not really familiar with um, working with metal and wood and putting them together. And um, so I got into my shop. I kept um, breaking things and snapping things. I could not figure out this one process. I got really frustrated and I was like, I'm just going to put this thing to the side. <laughs> I just couldn't figure it out. So I kind of gave up on the whole dream. But some time had passed and I was down in another part of the, of the Philippines um, in an island called Mindanao which is the southern part. And this is where we do a lot of our ministry. And so I was on a jeepney, which is like a public transportation. And there was this man that was sitting like on the other side of me. He kept just staring at me. And um, every time that I would look at him, he would like look away, you know. And uh, finally I was like, I'll just start talking to him. And so I knew, I know the, the national language of the Philippines, which is Tagalog, Tagalog. And uh, so anyway, we're chatting, and then right in the middle of our conversation, I heard the Lord speak to me. I want you to ask that man about the Tinananan. <laughs> and I was like, inside, I was like, no, I'm not going to ask this man about the Tinananan. Like, I've, I've gone there, you know, I've already tried to do all my research and everything. But the Lord said, he said, ask this man about the Tinananan. So I built up the courage and I said, uh, sir, I said, um, do you happen to know Tinananan? As soon as I said that word, Tinananan, his eyes got really big and he leaned in and he said, 
hey, that's my people. He said, that's my tribe. How do you know my people? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was blown away. Uh, and um, I just, I was kind of like speechless. So he starts telling me all about it. And basically it's this tribal group that's up in the uh, one kind of deep mountainous region of Mindanao. This area is a really dangerous place. Um, no one from outside goes to this place. Um, if you ask anyone from the Philippines uh, about this place, they're like, oh, that's, you don't go there. And this tribe is located in, this, in this, these mountains. And he said that this tribe is somewhere between 70 and 100,000 people. So it's a very large tribe, and they're sort of scattered in uh, different pockets throughout the mountains. And so I was like, hey, look, I don't know where you're going today or what you're doing, but I want to show you something. And so he stopped at, at the place that I was staying at, which was one of our homes there. And I had my journal with me, so I pulled out my journal and I showed it to him. He's reading my journal entry, and he's just shaking his head, and he's tears coming down his face. And uh, he said, remember earlier on the bus, I kept looking at you. And I was like, yeah, what was that all about? And he was like, I kept looking at you, and the reason why is because I've seen you before. He said, I've seen you before, and I just realized where I saw you. I also saw you in a dream. Let me tell you a little bit about his life before I tell you the dream. Basically, he is a Thinananan man that was born in the Thinananan tribe. And then he, as a young man, left the tribe and he went to the city, uh, the big city called Davao. And he grew up there basically in the city where he came to know Jesus. And then God called him back to the tribe and when God called him back, he had this dream. He saw me in his dream, and I came and joined him. He and I began to minister and bring the good news of Jesus to his people. And so that was his dream. And then we were like, oh, this is, this is, just, uh, this is just God. Just put us together. He invited me to his tribe, and I said, um, yeah, I would, love, I would love to go to your tribe, but I need to ask my wife first. <laughs> I need to talk to my wife. By the way, my wife was uh, eight months pregnant at that time. Just to go to this tribal area, which is a very dangerous place, um, right before our first child was born, is a big decision that we had to make. I told um, this man, his name was Manigos. I told him, uh, just give me some time. I want to get back home. I want to talk to my wife. And so I went back home and I talked, talked with Gladys. We felt like the Lord's hand was on it. And if the Lord showed us up to this point, then he would continue to be with us. So um, I decided that I was going to go, but I, I wanted to get back in the shop and try to, try to make this instrument again. I really got focused and I asked the Holy Spirit to help me and the Lord gave me wisdom, gave me insight on 
the process of what to do. I say with the help of the Holy Spirit and my wife, we were able to get it. <laughs> and it was, uh, I finally, finally made this instrument. I thought it was a pretty cool instrument. It sounded cool. I remember putting the strings on for the first time and uh, I tuned it up the way that I heard it in the dream. And I got the two little sticks and I started to play it. And it was that same sound. The same sound that I heard in the dream, and I was like, "This is it. This is it." And I remember being real—I mean, I was just really excited about it. And I remember buying the plane ticket that day for the next day to go down there. And so I took this instrument with me, flew down there. I um, met one of my best friends, who's a tribal guy. He's kind of like my right-hand man, and uh, his name is Ansulao. And so Ansulao and I, we met Manigos uh, right at the border of the mountain range. And uh, so it was three of us, all three of us, we got on this one little motorbike. It was like a 120cc little, little motorcycle, motorbike. And the, the mountainous range is just so steep and undeveloped mountainous range. So it's just like... There was just a rain, a big storm that came in the day before, so it was really muddy. It was very hard um, to get through there. And then while we were on this motorbike, another storm came, and I was trying to hold this instrument, and I couldn't hold it to my left or my right, so I had to put it above my head. And so imagine just like three people on a little motorcycle, little motorbike, as we were coming into the tribal group, the Tindananan area, just as we were coming in there, I heard the Lord say again, Caleb, I want you to take the instrument to the chief. I was like, okay, where's the chief's house? And so we started asking like where the chief's house was and Manigos didn't know, so he started asking around. And it turns out that the, the, the chief's house was three and a half hours on the other side of the mountain. So it was already uh, afternoon by that time. I can't remember exactly when, but we got back on the motorbike, went across, and by the time we got to his house, it was um, you know, late afternoon, almost evening. We just had mud all over our bodies. We came up to the house and knocked on his house. It was just a small little wooden house. And uh, he opened the door, and that there, there was the chief of the Dinananan tribe. I basically said, um, I am coming to your tribe for the first time. Uh, before I go to different parts of your tribe, I just wanted to give this as a gift to you. And so we put it on the table, and we uh, took the blanket off of it. And we were just kind of talking with the chief, but he kept looking at this instrument over and over again, and he kept asking me, where did you get this instrument from? And I just said, well, I just had some ideas. I just put them together and I made it. And I was trying to beat, kind of beat around the bush. But he, was, he, he asked me, he said, I'm serious. Tell me, where did you get this instrument from? And I said, well, if you really want to know, um, you know, last year I had this dream. And in the dream, I heard the name of your tribe, the Thinananan, for the first time. I had never heard that word before. And I also saw this musical instrument in the dream. 
after that, I met this man, Manigos, who is from your tribe. And he helped me lead me to your, your house today. And I was able to make this instrument. And I just felt like I wanted to give this instrument to you today. And after that, there were some of the other chiefs that, that walked into the room. They saw this instrument and they kept walking up to it. And they were pointing at it and they were saying, Salimba, Salimba. By the way, they have their own native tongue. They have their own language, their own dialects. And I don't totally understand their, their language. So I was pretty lost about what they were talking about. And then finally the chief said, I need to show you something. So he took me out of their house and they went down this like small pathway, not very far, over to this little house. And they call the house Paluvaran, which means um, house of prayer in their language. And this is the place where they, they worship. But it's also sort of a storehouse of all their kind of ancient articles of their, of their tribes. They have pottery work. They have metal work. They have weaving. Um, all these different things that are tangible evidence that their tribe has been living and existing for hundreds of years. And then they had all these musical instruments on the side of the wall. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. So they started to tell me that uh, there, was, there are different musical instruments that worship their different gods. And they have like the god of the tree, the god of the stone, the god of the river. And they're not necessarily gods, but they believe that the one true god or the creator has sent down uh, angels to guard these different things, like the angel of the river, the angel of the stone. So anyway, they, they have these different instruments that worship, they get different angels. And then there was this one spot that was just kind of blank in the wall. And they said that somewhere between 100 and 150 years ago, there was a tribal war. And during this tribal war, that instrument was taken away from them. And they created a song from that time. And the song goes something like this. Uh, the instrument was taken away from us. Therefore, God is going to redeem it back to us one day. So it was a prophecy. They said the instrument that was taken away from us is called the Salemba. And this instrument is the, worship, is the instrument that worships the God of all gods. And they said, today, you brought the Salemba to us. And after that, they like gathered just a small gathering of tribal chiefs, tribal leaders. They got them all together. And everyone knew what it was when they heard it and, and when they saw it. And then they start praying to, to uh, Manama, which is God, our God. And he starts praying to God and they, they dedicate this instrument back to God. And at the same time, he, he had a headpiece of a chief and he, he, gave, he, he put the headpiece of a chief on my shoulder, which is a sign of honor. And he said, we now consider you a chief of the Thinananan tribe. And he said, uh, whatever you believe God is calling us or leading us into, we're going to follow you. And 
I mean, all of this obviously was like a big shock to me and I was very humbled by this. And uh, so I, we ended up staying with them for, I think it was two, two or three days. I was learning more about their history and their tribe and what it's like. And as we were spending time, I felt like the Lord said, ask him how we can partner with them or how, how can I help the tribe? But part of me was like, no, I don't want to ask that because if I ask that, then he knows that I'm from the United States. Like he could ask anything. He could say, yeah, you know, build a highway, you know, or give us a million dollars, you know, <laughs> just whatever, you know. So part of me was re- very reluctant, but I finally was just like, Datu, or which means chief. I said, um, how can how can we how can I help you? How can my family help you? And um, after that, he said, Well, if you can help us with one thing, I want you to help us translate the Bible into our language. And um, I was just so amazed by this. Um, out of all the things that he could have asked for, um, that's what he asked for. The, the, the word of God in, in their language. So thankfully, the, the Lord worked it out. It was about, um, as a little bit later, down, about six months later, I had a, had a meeting with the, the big, big time leaders of uh, Wycliffe Bible translators. And I told them all about the Dindanan tribe and everything. I told them everything that happened. And when I told them, one of them, I can't remember which organization it was, but they said, well, we're looking through the books right now and we, we can't find anything about the Thinananan tribe. And I was like, yeah, you're probably not going to find it in a book. Like, you're going to have to go out there to the mountains and, and find, see them yourself. I'm so thankful for Wycliffe and all of the Bible organizations like Translators Association of the Philippines because they got out there. They went out there with me to the mountains and they met all the 50 chiefs of the Dindanan tribe. And they had a meeting with them and all 50 chiefs in January of 2015 agreed that they wanted to have the Bible translated into their language. I think that is probably one of the most powerful testimonies to God's power and presence in our lives right now that I've ever heard. Yeah, it's incredible. This story wasn't inspired me. It was an invitation to experience more of God's kingdom, and it has happened. We've seen it. Caleb has a line. He said, um, he's kind of talking about the dream that he got. After the dream, he says, Basically, anytime God speaks to you, it's an invitation to partner with him. Um, That God wants to partner with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants you to go on an adventure with him. Mm. It's connected to to you specifically. It's connected to your DNA. It's connected to who you are as a person. So to me, that line really is what the Unseen Story is about. It's it's these, these testimonies are an invitation to you as the listener. Yeah. Testimony is the prophecy of God. It shows what is possible 
and it connects you to other people. And it might, the testimony that you hear here on our podcast might be a catalyst to your own adventure with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we have just seen time and time again how these testimonies link other members of the body together and how then fruit spills out from that. Mm-hmm. The other thing, um, maybe I'll stick it in, The I thought was cool was that three people on a tiny motorbike so that like it's a small motorcycle and there's three dudes on there and they're up and riding through the mountains and to me, I was reminded of Jesus coming in on a donkey. Mm. You know, like how that this, this, yeah, the number three is powerful. They're on this crappy motorcycle bringing this instrument of redemption mm. that carries this incredible weight within the story of of this tribe. And you know, from our lens and our worldview, we would think there'd be some sort of big, you know, big shot would fly in on his private jet and, mm-hmm. and you know, have a, a company of people march him through the jungle and roll out the red carpet and present this thing. But the way God chooses to operate is not the way we operate. And it's this humble, you know, instrument maker in a dream, you know, hooks up with this stranger and his friend comes along and they're on this junky bike and um, covered in mud by the time they arrive (laughs) and they present it. Um, It's just the kingdom is not the way, doesn't operate the way that we think it should. And I think that's an invitation, like be aware of what God is doing around you there is opportunity for you to step into something more, an adventure with God. He's always looking to partner with us. Mm. And it's a question of, you know, will you say yes? You don't know what's on the other side of that yes. Yeah, so let this be an invitation to your own adventure, an adventure with God that really, truly, I don't think ever stops until we go home to glory. Thank you guys for listening so much. We hope you have a blessed day. Please, as always, listen to the Holy Spirit. See what he has for you in this story and share, share, share. This story is powerful and we want to get it out there. It shows just how big, how good, and how loving our God is. 70,000 to 100,000 people getting the Bible translated into an unknown language. That is an adventure. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.